continue to follow the history of Israel, that's the northern kingdom, and Judah, the southern kingdom, is found in the book of 2 Kings. Solomon had started with such promise, a gift of wisdom from the Lord, and succeeded in building a magnificent temple to the Lord. But Solomon deliberately disobeyed the Lord, and God tore the kingdom away from his son, Jeroboam, who was allowed to remain king of Judah, but for the sake of God's servant, David. At the end of the first kings, Elijah, God's thunder on the mountain, had harassed Ahab, one of the vilest of all the rotten kings, literally today. Ahab's son, Ahazah, was of, of like nature. When he suffered a serious injury, he inquired of Baal's elbow, which means Lord of the Flies. His messenger was intercepted by Elijah and challenged, Why has Ahazah brought assault an answer to the pagan god when the, he has access to the true god available. The second part of the message was because he had not referred his, to the true god, he would die, and he did die. <laughs> Elijah had lost none of his thunder and power, but it was time to move on. Everything has a season, just like with our pastor Andy. God's servants come, do God's bidding for his people, and then move on. Hallelujah. Elisha, the next prophet to Israel, serves an apprenticeship under Elijah and replaces him very shortly after Ahab's death in 853 B.C. Chapters 1 and 2 of 2 Kings records the spiritual journey they make to visit the other 7,000 who had not bent their knee to the Ahab or the Baal to clearly demonstrate the changing of the spiritual guard. There is an exchange of the prophet's mantles and then the spectacular ascension of Elijah into the heaven by a fiery chariot. Elisha protected the kings and armies of Israel. He anointed two kings, Jehu and Azal, the king of Damascus. He also showed the common people that God was concerned with their individual lives and was pre present among them. He helped many people who were in distress. His threefold calling was to heal, to prophesy, and to complete Elijah's mission. Elisha demanded rejection of idols and to walk faithfully in the way of the true God. His 32 recorded miracles were double that of recorded by Elijah and demonstrated that God can change history as well as everyday lives by his followers. Throughout his ministry, he allowed a deep concern for a well-being of the nation and his people. Following the detestable king Ahab to the destruction of Israel in 722 B.C., there were 11 bad kings of Israel. They got deeper and deeper into idol worship and child sacrifice. At one point, God heard their misery and gave them a period of relief, but soon they were right back in their detestable ways. Scripture records God's judgment in chapter 17 of 2 Kings. Yet, through all his prophets and seers, the Lord warned Israel and Judah over and over again, saying, Turn from your wicked ways and keep my commandments and statutes according to the entire law that I, that I commanded your fathers and delivered you through the servants and prophets. They abandoned all the commandments and the Lord, their God, and made their for themselves two cast idols of calves, calves and Azeroth poles. They bowed down to all of the host of heaven and served Balaam. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in the fire and practiced divination and soothsaying. 
They devoted themselves to doing evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. So the Lord was very angry with Israel, and he removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah remained. Even Judah did not keep the commandments of the Lord their God, but lived according to the customs Israel had introduced. So the Lord rejected all of the descendants of Israel. He affected them and delivered them into the hands of the plunderers until he had banished them completely from his presence. In 731, Hosea became king and became a vassal of king Assyria and paid him tribute. But when he conspired with Egypt, the king of Assyria came against him, utterly defeating him. Those, were not, those that were not killed were carried off into exile and physically replaced with people from all over the Assyrian Empire. The Assyrians would put large fish hooks through the mouths of the prisoners and link them together in, in groups of 15 or 20 on a chain. It was brutal and complete destruction of the northern kingdom. For over 200 years, God had counseled and disciplined, but continued to call Israel to walk with him for their own good, but no avail. But it is not the end of the story. With their victory, the Assyrians brought their own gods to add to those to the Israelites. But the Assyrians had seen the power of Jehovah and feared him. So they added to him to the list of gods to worship. There was a beginning of a hybrid type of worship that involved Jehovah worship right alongside pagan gods. By contrast, up to this point, there were four kings of Judah who walked with the Lord. All walked with the Lord and did what was right in his eyes, but three of the four did everything right, but would not eradicate the sacrifices in high places to idols. The fourth, Asa, we've already talked about, did everything right except the final pinch. He was threatened by an outside power. He resorted to use gold and silver from the Lord's treasury and form an allowance. After almost 40 years, he failed to trust God when things got tough. We have to ask ourselves, what's our steadfast factor? Judah has another 136 years of freedom and sovereignty before going the way of Israel. And along the way, there are two really bright spiritual moments. That's next. May your day be filled with blessings of peace. Good night.